the barn was rocking. Oh, it's rocking, bud. I couldn't it's believe it. I'm like, okay, Hockey Town is back. Hockey Town never left, bitch. It's a new era in Hockey Town. I've been trying to figure out for months on end how I can make the Red Wings about me. And by God, I figured it out. We are now, I think, like five and one since I got dumped. <laughs> so you're welcome, Hockey Town. I took one for the team. And because what of me. What about Adam Ernie? People are blaming him. Adam Ernie was. They, 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 the allegations of Adam Ernie holding the team back. <laughs> <laughs> They've been squashed. It's actually thanks to Jake getting dumped. It's because me getting dumped. I have, like, Goku style, like, taken all of the pain of the world and I'm holding it yep. on my back. No, like, at, isn't that Atlas? I am Atlas right now. I am yep. Prometheus suffering for giving oh, yeah, you guys Prometheus. the gift of fire. I am Sisyphus pushing the boulder up a wall. Or up the hill. That's me right now. You're welcome, Hockey Town. Maddie, I have a very important question. But before I oh start, God. welcome yeah. to 313 Hockey. We're very happy to have you here. Maddie, out of all the mascots in sports, who do you think is the most fuckable? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, Let me think. Are we including college? Any mascot, any sport. You just got to okay, tell me, me think, the most fuckable one. The issue is most of them are animals. So that's worried there's gonna be some furry allegations. Um God no. We're the kink friendliest um, podcast in the the most kink friendly podcast in sports though, so I would say the Sparty. The MSU Sparty is pretty hot. Mm. He's kinda he's um, kinda buff. He's buff, yeah. Who who is the guy for the Habs? Uh, Yuppie? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh gritty. Gritty, yes. Fuck. Gritty is the most fuckable mascot. Gritty, hands is, down. Gritty is the most fuckable mascot. And the one, the troll for Seattle is like the least fuckable. I don't even know what that thing looks like. The troll mascot that Seattle Why is picked, there? They, why does the. So there's a, there's a sculpture in Seattle and it has a pretty fucked up history. They actually built it to like keep homeless people out from this underpass. Of course. And so they built this like giant troll sculpture. So basically like. You have Gritty, who's for the people, and then you have this this troll, Bowie. I think his name's Bowie, who is you know hates homeless people. Do they even try? It's it's fugly looking too. You're telling me that Seattle, despite having one of the coolest mascots with the Kraken, take an anti homeless statue and have now a mascot. You're telling me Seattle hates poor people. I am. In total, is this shock. real? No, it's real. Look it up. Literally, I'm you can look it, it up. up. There's, there's your neat history of the day. Um, um what do I even Google for this? Um, Seattle, Seattle Kraken. Yeah, you troll. can look up the, the yeah. They'll give you the whole lore of it. Louis. They're not gonna say like, oh, it's we created this sculpture to keep homeless people out, but like, it was yeah. a very popular spot for homeless people to camp. Okay, this dude is cursed. Oh no, He's I do remember seeing. <laughs> He's fugly, but also I remember seeing this ma- this dude at the um, All Star game. Okay, so why is Seattle Kraken? Why is the Seattle Kraken mascot a troll? The reasoning behind Bowie behind being a troll is that he was inspired by the Fremont Troll, a public sculpture that is underneath the Aurora Bridge in Seattle. In fact, the Kraken claim that Bowie is the nephew of the Fremont Troll. That's fucking lame. Curious that they would build a sculpture underneath a bridge. I wonder why. 
It's like adding those extra bars well, in the middle. I, trolls do live under a bridge. Yeah, but he was already turned to stone. That's the thing is it's a stone troll. And the only way a troll can turn to stone is if sunlight hits him. So we're inconsistent <laughs> on the lore. I'm on the Kraken website now, and <laughs> Bowie has its own like dating profile. Oh, my. It says, Bowie's favorite meal is shark with maple leaf seasoning. <laughs> it's shade. Oh I God. like it. <laughs> Bowie loves music. Legend has it, Bowie once jammed with Mud Honey at the Crocodile. I guess it's like local lore. Folks are drawn to Bowie's many talents, high energy, and fun-loving spirit. Odds are you'll... Oh, shut the fuck up. What? Know. Wait, wait. It sounds bad. It's just... It's, it's no, cringe. it's not. It's just boring. Odds are you'll see Bowie out and about, especially near the Fremont Troll Bowie's uncle. Come on. Bowie is a great admirer of the Kraken and pays tribute to the deep sea creature with a unique touch of magic in his hockey hair flow. Hockey this hair flow. Cringe. He's cursed. He looks like um He's so cursed. He looks He's like if of... a if troll dolls like discovered newports. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like if a troll came from downriver, that is what it would look like. Bowie, come to 313 hockey podcast. Bowie, we would love to have you on. Come say hi. Fucking cursed though. Anyway. Speaking of cursed, Detroit sports oh, update. God. Let's go. I don't <laughs> I wrote nothing. <laughs> I have I have one thing and it was kind of fun. Okay, so there is an anime award ceremony <laughs> happening. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk and about it. I, it's it's for Crunchyroll, which is you know like the most popular yes. anime streaming service. For everyone who doesn't, watch for anyone anime. that isn't a giant weeb, for anyone um, who has sex. Yes, uh, the anime awards has a special guest, and that guest is none other than Detroit Lions Rookie of the Year Aiden <laughs> Hutchinson. How the fuck are you not going to pick Jamal? Like, I want to know. So if, disrespectful. I want to know if Jamal was asked and then he declined, or if he there's something yeah. else going on. But like, I didn't know Hutch was a weeb. Me- does this mean he is? I mean, if you get invited to an anime award ceremony, it's not like other NFL players are showing up. Like he, he. How do you know? I don't know because I haven't seen any other NFL players that were invited. I need more, more information. I did see the headline, and my my initial thought was just, why is it not Jamal? I see. I was thinking that too, but I want to know, like, is Aiden Hutchinson like like really into anime? Yeah, I need to know. That's kind of dope. If so, I would like people to ask. There is a wwe superstar there um a oh, cool. cobra kai actor uh juju smith schuster is gonna be there okay <laughs> see he's not the only um nfl player the chick from euphoria they got the dude from stranger things yeah there's a bunch of different wow, people it's, it's legit maybe he just wants to meet the dude maybe, from stranger things maybe he's like really into like attack on titan and he just like wants to talk about it i can't blame I, him that would be so cool i don't see that being. I see him being like a like a full metal alchemist guy because mm, he, he's pretty based. So I feel what like he'd have one been based. I could see him being a one punch man guy, yeah. or like yeah. like Jamal showed him Naruto, and he's like, "This is pretty dope." His, J- Jamal's favorite is um, what's the pirate one? One Piece. Yeah, One Piece. Holy cow! That show goes on. That show's still going on. Yeah. Naruto had a Dang. second series and ended, and One Piece is still going on. One Piece started when I was like, I don't know, six or seven years old. It will, it will never, never end. end. It will outlive all of us. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just sitting here waiting for another season of Hunter Hunter. Mm. Like, patient young lady. Yeah, I feel like creator, this is too like, much anime talk. Is the creator dead, or did he like... No, no he took sick, a hiatus, though. yeah. 
Yeah, well, he took a ti- he took a hiatus, and then he was supposed to come back. He's like, I still need time. My favorite so. manga, Berserk, is never gonna come back because the creator died. He started it in the '90s, right. and he's dead now. And I don't know what's gonna happen to the story. But anyway, enough enough weeb stuff. We could go all day about this. Other Detroit sports stuff. The Tigers are coming back. Spring training has started. Yes, I don't. <laughs> Usually, I. Like, yes, spring training is starting, but oh, the Tigers, man. Yeah, I... (sighs) Not much to look forward to. 100 loss season incoming. Cheap tickets incoming. It's like every game is Miggy's celebration game, too. Yeah. Every game we celebrate Miggy. Doesn't matter. This is last year. Miggy's wearing new socks today. Miggy Sock Celebration Day. Like, everything. They got to get people in somehow, Mm -hmm. but... But yeah, it is as last year. I am excited for some freebies, though. They're going to have a lot, plenty oh, yeah. of giveaways. Oh, yeah. Every Saturday. Really? Doing, every game on a Saturday, they're giving shit out. I'm going to have to head home. You might have Speaking to move Speaking of home. which, yeah, my, my job is now is telling me I can move anywhere. So there could be a return to Detroit arc. Detroit, Michigan, baby. Mm-hmm. Don't even bother with the burbs. Just come right into the city with I me. I was thinking that. Cause it's not oh, like I'm really? getting, it's not like I'm getting married and having kids anytime soon. So like, you know, you can get married and have kids in Detroit. Yeah, I know. It's not, I'm thinking about like school district. I hate districts. when people say that. It's the school district stuff that I, I know. About, yeah. um, Damn. But anyway. You're thinking about your school districts of kids that you don't even want right now. I know. I know. Yeah. I should just That's- move into town. Did you see the, the blues thing? Like the St. Louis blues thing? Yes. I actually just read about like that. Craig Berube, for those out of context, he said like, oh, a lot of our best players are not doing the job right now. And Robert Thomas, who's like one of the best players on their team, I think he's their top line center, said, I've been a part of this team for a long time. And what he said couldn't be further from the truth. Yep. That's like, why the fuck as a coach or a leader in any capacity, are you going to badmouth? Like, even if you're frustrated, right? You don't go to the public and badmouth no. your team on your players. Like, you're supposed to be leading them. It's just like, ugh, it's what a fucking moron. Uh, and, and what I wonder is, is that relationship fractured now? You know, could it's there be some be. trouble? Maybe it already was, though. Robert, I feel like Robert, they probably already were beefing. Robert Thomas. Quieres? Quieres Detroit? <laughs> we could use yeah. a guy like him. I would not complain. We um, can use We could use a, a lot, lot of guys. Of now, guys. that actually brings up an important question. Next week, is it next week or the week after is the trade deadline? What? Next week. The vibes are like immaculate right now. A week from today. Like, like we have supremely good vibes. POV, you're Steve Eiserman, and you're at the table for trade deadline. Are you buying? Are you selling? Or are you standing pat? Dude, it's so hard to like get into these conversations mm-hmm. because everything changes every day, multiple times a day. So I might feel a conviction one certain way right now, and then tomorrow or by the time this comes out, either that situation has changed or... Yeah, it just it just changes all the time and I can't really stay on. I think I have some names that I like consistently still want to move just to or like even even. um, Well, yeah, like want. Yeah, I hate the Ken Ken Hollandism, but like, you know, kick some tires on these names like. Yes. All right. Let's say let's say the Sharks want to trade Timo Meyer to which they do. They want to trade him anywhere. Yeah. I don't know about the wings. What would you would you want Timo Meyer? Yes, I would, too. But I don't Who know. Who doesn't what I would, want Timo Meyer? I don't know what I would give up. That's the thing. 
That's the thing. I saw somebody continues. tweet out like, oh, uh, first round pick, Bergeron, Albert Johansson, and something else. And I'm like, that is a lot. That is a that's lot. That's a lot. Yeah. No, that's way too much. That's that's a little much. I for take me. him. I don't know. We know certain players are definitely being looked at. So for now, though, we know Bertuzzi's not on the trade block as long as we're in a playoff spot, which we are at mm-hmm. the time of recording. But there are there's speculation for, you know, Zadina, Verana, that, that game that they played, which we'll talk about against the Rangers. Elliot Friedman has said now twice, very with a lot of conviction, that th- that was a showcase for, for both of those guys. For Zadina, um, too? For Zadina, too. Wow, yeah. okay. Yeah. He said that on 32 Thoughts this morning. I Yeah, I get the feeling Verano's probably almost certainly going to be moved. It's just a question of like what he's going to get in return or what, what the team is going to get in return. Because, I mean, he's he's still a pretty competent player. You know, he's still going to get oh, you. Yeah. He's still going to score goals almost at will. And Zadina's been hot lately. He's been H-O-T, oh, hot. I can't wait to talk about Zadina later in this episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right, 100%. And Kubalik is a name I would consider moving. I think that you could get a lot from him because he's that depth goal-scoring guy who could take you over the top in the playoffs. Uh, he's like a Blake Coleman, you know, uh, Barkley Goodrow type or whatever the hell. Like, comparison. like he's, I, he's not necessarily those players, but he's the kind of like depth scoring where you could put him on a third line and you're like, oh shit, more goals. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, if we're going to talk about that, I mean, think about guys like Suter as well. Mm-hmm. That guy, he had a much bigger role when he, you know, played in in Chicago. And if a team, I was going to say if a team needs a guy like that for depth, but right now I feel like a lot of these moves like are going to be for teams that think they have a push. You know who I wouldn't move, though, is elite defenseman Robert Hag. That guy no, is too valuable to it. move. You shut your freaking pie hole. Uh, I, I unironically wouldn't move David Perron, though. I, I like him too much. I think he should stay around another year. He's still playing well. If the team sucks next year, they can trade him. But this year, yeah. I think they should keep him because he's got leadership and grit and all those other trademark things. Right. You can say. Is he in like a lobby? Uh, no, I'm going to I'm because he just texted me or he messaged me and said, can I come in? <laughs> so polite. Yeah, Canadian. We forgot to mention we have a guest today. Not just any guest, the number one Jacob Verona super fan in the entire universe. You might recognize him from his speculative takes on Twitter about what's happening with Verona. You might recognize him if you're a Leafs fan, but we are very excited to introduce Nick Alberga from Leafs Nation. Leafs Nation, Leafs Nation, NHL Fantasy, on and a handful podcast. of other things. Um, like I saw he was on Sportsnet a few times. Mm-hmm. We are happy to introduce Nick Alberga, the number one Jacob Verana super fan. How's it going, Nick? Yeah, I, I'm fantastic. I come in peace first and foremost. Uh, I know it caused quite a ruckus on Red Wings Twitter like a month ago, but yeah, I come in peace, and I'm happy to be with you guys. What's going on? Hey, we're glad to have you. Uh, we have a couple questions for you, but uh, the first one I want to ask is, how dare you? That's, a- <laughs> That's on behalf of our fans, but no, mm-hmm. we, co- we come in peace as well, but we yeah. do have questions. Okay, my question is, more seriously, how did that come about? Obviously, you got a lot of shit from that, from that tweet, but what happened? Look, so I'll preface by saying I understand my account uh, for anybody who's seen my Twitter. I, I, I do take a comedic stance at covering the NHL. I should preface by saying I do have a job covering the NHL. It's been 12 years, so I know a lot of people. That's first and foremost. And I'm not 
I'm not boasting or anything. Like you, you, you make contacts, you make friends along the way. For sure. I've grown up in hockey. I'm 33 years of age. Like this didn't come out of left field. I understand where you like, you can strike a chord with a fan base. Having said that, like anytime I've ever put out information like that, it's been pretty like, you know, good info, like for, from mm. people, like I wouldn't just throw any shit out there if that makes sense. So I wanted to get that out of the way first and foremost. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I just, I just wondered from a Red Wings perspective, like why the fan base was so aggressive about it. Like maybe you guys can answer yeah. that. Yeah, I think a lot of people are like really protective over Verana around yeah. here. Um, I think that he quickly became a fan favorite. Um, and pretty much like, you know, with all the, the player safety stuff going on, I think that it's kind of a sore spot for people, especially like yeah. there's so much uncertain. There's been so much uncertainty around the situation. Nobody knows exactly what, you know, was going on. We haven't yeah. really gotten much perspective. And when he got waived, it was like a wildfire going through the going through the entire fan base so i think it's just i think it's still a little raw for a lot of people yeah so yeah i think just the entire verona situation is really volatile like jake said so a lot of the information that we've been getting about him is just speculation and we don't know yeah what his future holds obviously so what you're saying then is you got bad info from your circle didn't get bad info I, i'm not backtracking i am not backtracking whatsoever make that crystal clear i'm not backtracking okay i think the important part to note here i'm not an insider first and foremost but i will say that i have put information out there that's been factual before if you want to fact check me go back to the tarasenko trade that just happened i was the first to get sammy blay am i going to go promote that on social media no i don't care that much what i'm saying is i wouldn't just put out information about a player just for the hell of it you got to humanize the situation. I have friends who played pro hockey, friends who play in the NHL, friends who play in the AHL. Like I wouldn't just do that uh, for, for no reason. I, I wanted to make that crystal clear. Um, I, I'm not standing back from the information. I think it's important to stress in the initial tweet. Uh, it's tough to miss, but it says highly, highly likely, which, which still, there's a little gap that tells you that things can change. And I will say that I had the information backed up from not one, but probably like three or four different credible sources, like very high credible sources in the league that my, my information wasn't incorrect. So I wanted to get that out there too. Um, I do think something's going on behind the scenes. Uh, I'm not going to tell you everything I know. I don't think it's fair. It's not my place to talk about the situation. But I can tell you, like, they're still open to trading him if they can. Uh, he's a year away from UFA status. Um, I think to an extent, the proof is in the pudding. The team's been amazing lately, but this guy's playing 12 minutes a night. Can you answer why? Gets called up. You're Jacob Vrana. You're, you're a health bomb for three straight games. I don't care who you are. I don't care how many games you've won in a row. If Jacob Vrana is playing Jacob Vrana hockey, you put him in the lineup. Like He's that type of player. So I think there's alarm bells all around the situation. Obviously, it's been very, very quiet. We're not going to know anything in the long run, but I, I can tell you, first and foremost, that uh, he's still in play via trade. Yeah, I think a lot of people just tend to forget that like things change. A lot of details can change over time yeah. too. Yeah, um, that like you might hear something as a source one day, and then it might end up just totally turning on a heel the next. I think yeah. when you're over Twitter, it's very hard to like put you know put put the person or like like humanize or like visualize yeah. the person who uh, yeah. is offering this information or like yeah. tweeting this stuff out. Yeah, no, I, 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 I imagine like not to talk over you. Like I get it. Um, you see some random dude who you know, works in Toronto, covers the Leafs, but I think it's it's important to defend myself. And that's why I want to come on this podcast. I've covered the NHL for 12 years. I worked for NHL Network Radio for eight and a half years. Uh, if, if anything, I've covered the league longer than I've covered the Maple Leafs. Uh, you know, I've worked for Sportsnet. I've worked for the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm not listing off my resume, but I'm trying to bring some credence 
to my background and my voice and who I am. I'm not just some Joe Schmo off the street, randomly putting out information, right? Um, I just think it was important to put that out there. And I should know too, like Jacob Vron is one of my favorite players. This was, this was not meant to piss off a fan base. And I understand there's people out there that know my brand, know I'm a bit of a troll on social media, but who isn't these days? It was more so, I thought it was valuable information to put out there considering nobody knew anything about the Verona situation. Yeah, actually, I I read some of your work before we had you on the podcast. And I know you you definitely have, I was telling Jake all 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 of your your background and uh Mm -hmm. i read some of your pieces so definitely can respect uh that you've been in around the league for a number of years i i guess my my follow-up question is you're saying you're not you're not going to renege but ron ultimately was um called up yeah so something something there wasn't kosher yeah, no. So I can tell you things change. Um, there's no question about it. Things do change because at the time when I got the information, it was pretty. It was made pretty adamant that, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they, like he's finished there. He's not playing another game. But again, things change. The injury to Raymond, I get that. Mm-hmm. I think along those lines too, um, he hadn't been looking good in the AHL, then started to pick up steam. But I can tell you for a fact, he was about to be a healthy scratch before he was called up to the NHL last week. So. The proof's in, like, there's something there. I'm not getting this out of left field. Uh, I'm not trying to make it a bigger story than it is. You're not going to find out much around Steve Eiserman for sure. Definitely uh, not. Uh, but I, 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 I trust the source. I will say that. I trust the source where I got it to. And I think along those lines, uh, I do think his name is still out there. The trade deadline is a week away. Um, but it's one of those things where I think people want to see him play too, right? So I think there's of a reason course. why he's back in the NHL. Yeah, and we talked a little, Jake and I earlier, Elliot Friedman had mentioned that uh, the game last night against the Rangers, for example, is definitely a showcase for both Verona and Zadina. Are are you hearing those things in your circles as well? Um, I can't tell you exactly like, you know, what teams are interested, but I, I've, I've been hearing concrete since I put that out on Twitter that he is available and... You know, there's even information that if they can't find a trade partner, they'll examine what to do in the offseason. Like we're at that point where I do think it is a fractured relationship. Um, I mean, anybody who's seen this situation play out for the last couple months, um, you know, Jacob Rana gets called up and he plays 11 and a half minutes in back to back games and he's a healthy scratch three games like there's something up. Right. And course, and again, yeah. I'm not coming on here to make you know it a bigger story than it is. I just sort of wanted to defend myself give you a bit of a background who I am. I'm not just throwing shit out there just just to, to get a rise out of the Detroit Red Wings organization. One that I love. I love the organization, love the team, and big fan of Jacob Rana. Well, I imagine, too, like, you're probably used to hearing the, um, or seeing fan bases react in certain ways. I mean, like, you know, you're a part of Toronto yeah. media. Like, yeah. like you, you know how Leafs fans yeah. can be. <laughs> <laughs> job yeah yeah it's a, and and I, had, I was at war with islanders fans for a couple of years too who isn't though? who isn't <laughs> same type of thing happened there i i got good information that john tavares was was strongly considering going home to the toronto maple leafs and as sort of a semi-joke half truth type thing because i knew somebody close to him i know somebody close to him i put out hey john tavares could be returning to long island next year on this date and they lost their shit on me but it's like <laughs> It is what it is. I know how to poke the bear a bit, but like in this scenario, I can safely say I was not trying to do that. I respect the team, love them. Uh, big wings guy growing up as well. A lot of friends who were fans of them. Like I, that wasn't the intention of the tweet. Okay, so I was like, I was shocked when I saw the you know the the pushback, and I 
Like that's part of social media. When you're in the media, as you guys know, like there's going to be pushback. There's not everybody's going to like you. It's 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 pretty much everybody likes us though. Yeah, yeah, everybody loves us. Well, we can stand up you, exactly. No, I'm just but it, <laughs> we got haters. Yeah, no, it's like it's indicative of the territory, right? If you want to be in the media or in life in general, I mean, it's just there's going to be naysayers. So I get that. But uh, I'm not walking back the comment. I'll say that. Right on. Yeah, we, we respect holding our guns here, sticking yeah. to our guns here. Yeah. Let me see. So no, I just, I just were- wanted to add too, like, like the phrasing is important in the tweet. It says highly likely, which still gives you a gap to say, hey, there's a possibility. Like things do change. I could tell you at the time when I put it out, the likelihood wasn't very high as I put forth in the tweet. And I get it. It happened. But things change really, really rapidly in this world and the sports world in general. We've seen a lot of these type of scenarios play out. I think it's really presumptuous to assume that people read on social media, though. True. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, I think even if it says likely or highly likely or... Yeah. I, I, yeah. The Skin message is that. the same. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think... Okay, so you've seen our fan base react, and something that we talk about a lot is other fan bases but it's especially fun for us to talk about toronto mm-hmm. jake and i have interviewed leafs fans at games and it's yeah one of the funniest things that we've created but just as someone in the toronto media how would you describe the differences between the different fans you know over in toronto versus detroit fans or another fan base you're probably asking the wrong person because i'll be quite honest a lot of Leafs fans do not like me very much which uh <laughs> is very interesting and why because when like when i've covered the team in the past and i had a pretty good role as their radio host for a couple of years I, i'm very honest i'm an honest person uh you know i was critical of management critical of the coaching staff i think to a degree i hold myself true to that in media whoever i'm covering i don't care who my favorite team is for a long period of time nobody knew who my favorite team was am i a big time Leafs fan anymore not really. When I was 14 years old, yes. But the thing people don't know about me was born in Montreal. So it's like, oh. it's one of those things where I rather be that type of person where nobody has a clue who I support. And I understand I work for the Nation Network now and I do a daily YouTube show. But my job as a media member is to share my opinion, I feel, to an extent. And I do that um, sometimes more aggressively than I should. But I would say the fan base isn't crazy about the way I view stuff. But how is it any different? Like, my problem is, is like, why can't I have an opinion on things, right? I think sometimes you get wrapped up on social media. There's either one opinion or like you're the rest and we don't like you. And I, right. I don't believe in that. I think everybody's entitled to their opinion. I don't care who you are. And so I stand with that. I do think I was placed in this earth to be a media member and cover the NHL. And like, it's something I've wanted to do since I was 10. So I'm going to do it to the best of my abilities and how I want to do it. To answer your question, um, Leafs Nation is a very sensitive bunch um, for a variety of reasons. Obviously, among them, they haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1967. Just imagine, and again, you're, and this you're is for- news to me. I've never heard this before. <laughs> we never or- talk about that. <laughs> exactly. It's like that. You're still like the laughing joke, right? Even I've got family in Quebec, they still throw it at me. Um, but yeah, like that's one of those. Um, the other thing is like you're the hockey mecca and you should win. Um, right. And I think you guys obviously have been fortunate in all those years with Scotty Bowman and company in Detroit and just winning and winning yeah. and winning. It's It was unbelievable. There's that. And then there's the fact that they have won a playoff series in 18 years, right? So they're very, very protective of their team. Every fan base is, but it seems like the Toronto market in general is very, very sensitive, which mm. again, if you're somebody like me who's a shit disturber, I don't mind getting into it. Does it mean I hate the team? No. Um, I, I think the team's really, really strong. It's incredible. It was an honor to cover that team for a couple of years and do it right now. It's, it's great to watch Matthews and Marner and 
and now O'Reilly and Tavares and all these guys on that roster. But facts are facts. They haven't won a cup since 1967. They haven't won a playoff series in 18 years. There's been a lot of losing in this market with exception of the Toronto Raptors who brought an outsider in and Kawhi Leonard and then he split after one year, right? So there's sort of this curse that... The Jays are on the up. Yeah, the Jays are good, but... They haven't won in like I feel like 20. I say that every year too. Yeah, though. Exactly. The Jays are on the up. The Jays are on the up. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that's that's pretty much the perspective from Leafs Nation in in long is that they're they're just very warped and very sensitive. And it probably doesn't help that like it's it's like near constant coverage on like every outlet. Um like yeah. whenever I mean from like an outsider standpoint, like you know, whenever you open TSN or Sportsnet, like five out of seven of the articles are going to be about the Leafs or like you're going to see something about like is William Nylander like the guy or is Mm -hmm. this you know like some weird thing about him being Swedish like you know you you see something like that every year yeah and there's pressure to win not that there isn't pressure in Detroit but again like you guys always have the fallback of winning and winning and winning and winning the last like 25 30 years a lot different from a market that just has been starved right since 1967 even since winning a playoff series since the Pat Quinn era it has been so long that I think it's really wearing down what makes them even more sensitive in the long run. So I'll be fascinated by the springtime to see if they can get over that hump. But I tell you, the pathway in the Atlantic Division, very, very difficult right now. It's bloodbath here, man. Mm-hmm. Do you foresee the, the Leafs getting knocked out in the first round as per tradition? Well, my tradition as is to... Tradition. It, my tradition is to pick the opposition in game seven for like five years in a row. So I'm happy winning money in the betting round. I don't care betting against the team. Um, I do think it's a tough opponent. Like you guys would laugh, but I actually have a signed lightning jersey right there because I used to do work for them. Um, it's going to be tough, man. I, I just, you play Vasilevsky, you're playing Hedman, you're playing Kucherov, Stamkos, Point. Like these guys are absolute gamers. They know what to win. They know to take their game to the next level, not to throw every cliche at you. But having said that, how long was Steven Stamkos known as the guy who was a notorious loser? Great player, couldn't win. Alex Ovechkin, same type of conversation. There's a, there's a laundry list of guys in even the last decade who, for a long period in their career, were known as notorious losers. So what I'm saying, I think you would think eventually, eventually these teams will break through, having said that a team like San Jose never did it, Nashville never did it. So there are you know exceptions to that theory, but Tampa did it. Washington did it. St. Louis did it. Colorado did Colorado it. Colorado finally did it. So why can't Toronto be next? I mean, there's going to be a point in time where they eventually win, right? This well, thing can't, can't keep why can't they? What, well, you didn't answer the question, really. Do, yeah. you, do you think that they're going to be able to make it past the first round? I want to see what Tampa does. I don't know what to answer that because I, I think okay. Tampa is one of the best teams in the league. Like, I, like, I think if you're – okay, ask me right now. Though. Yeah, okay. I know. but that team's like built for the playoffs. Well, you know? think, okay, if you ask me right now, I think Tampa wins the series. I think I just, okay. I know it was long in making the point, but when you have the best goaltender on the planet, future Hall of Famer, when you have Hedman, future Hall of Famer, it's it's tough to overlook that. And I felt the exact same way last spring when I took Tampa in seven and it was 3-2 Toronto. They literally yeah. have Mariano Rivera, to use a baseball term, Mariano Rivera, Andre Vasilevsky, the guy is incredible in game six and seven. So I, I think Toronto's going to give them a run for their money. I think it's going to be close, but I have to pick Tampa, sadly. Mm. Is it going to be another generational handshake line like last year? Because I remember they were really yeah. happy about the handshake line. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Everything's a story <laughs> in this market. It's hilarious. Like, exactly. just, yeah. I don't know. I, I covered this team specifically as the Leafs radio host, like in the brunt of the pandemic. That was a lot of fun. Remember when they lost to Montreal? Like, that was a Holy joke of a cow. series. Yep. And then 
the one everybody forgets, the Columbus Blue Jackets. That was yeah. after Columbus. I don't Rico. forget. Oh, God, <laughs> I don't fucking me. forget. <laughs> I always remember because game game five of that series, the five game series, right? I believe it was on August eighth, and my birthday was on the seventh, or it could have been on my birthday. So I'll always remember that. And I had to go on the post game show. And I mentioned being a media member in Toronto, you're always dodging. I had death threats on Facebook from Leafs I'm fans who were like destroyed about losing. It's 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 next level in this market. Not to say Detroit's not like that, but there is some urgency uh, here. What's the most fucked up thing? that has happened to you as a member of uh, Toronto media? Like fucked up thing? Yeah. Just death threats, like trolls. Just to you though? What about family members? Um, I'm trying to think, like it hasn't been that bad, but I have, like having said that, um, I have blocked a couple people. Like I don't like blocking people because again, I, I think you're entitled to your own opinion, but I think there is a line. If you mm. cross it, I'm still a human being. I think somebody said something ill about my mother or brought up mm. something from my past, even a couple of weeks ago during this whole Detroit thing, there was this other thing. I put out a funny tweet. I thought it was funny in December. I put Austin Matthews in a Coyotes jersey. You want to trigger? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. So, the tweet, I put out a tweet and Leafs Nation lost their shit. I'm like, you guys are this sensitive that you think the best player, one of the best players on the planet is going to split for Arizona and their 4,600 seat barn like you're you're kidding me right like if this he's is coming true, home <laughs> it's so stupid it is absolutely so stupid so they lost their shit and in that i made the mistake of going back I, you know sometimes you get curious i don't know if you guys do this but you like search yourself on twitter and i made the mistake of searching my name and the I'm funniest shit do that. No, don't do it I'm i went it. back and i found this guy so like i played like hockey growing up but just like house league hockey like i'm a big hockey guy played with friends played in a league growing up and there was this guy who was just five years older than me, was like, he used to coach with his dad, but he wouldn't play. Like his brother was on the team. His brother was a goalie. Anyways, I found this guy tweeting about me over this, this Matthews thing and pretty much like, you know, you're tearing down my character, saying I was a brutal kid. I was lazy, all this, all that. And I just, I, I buried this guy with like the funniest tweet. He was trying to go out on some story with his buddies on Twitter, how he won coach of the year that year. And he, he took over my team halfway through the year and my coach had quit or something like that. Like it was so stupid. I'm like, first off, this is house league. That would never happen. And number two, I just so happened to have the trophy of winning the championship that year in my condo in Toronto. So I was like, hmm, that's weird. I sent him the tweet back. I'm like, I remember vividly winning the championship last that year. And oh my us, God. That's where I beat him in the championship and I sell it in front of their bench when I scored on them. I never heard back from this guy. But I you always seem remember like the this- kind of guy to do that. Yeah, like I just have a long memory. If you fuck me now, I'll fuck you. No, in 10 I meant selling in front of the bench. Yeah. <laughs> Not afraid. We no, had- yeah, go ahead. We had something like that happen. Uh what, like a couple months ago. Um yeah. somebody talked about like Dotsuk being the magic man and yeah. I made a joke and I was like no Trevor Zegers is the magic man and it's like, and we got like foul messages oh, like and I'm like this is clearly a bit you know like yeah. no I don't think Trevor Zegers is the magic man like yeah. enough yeah it's like I, I think you guys can realize this too like you have to have some sort of thick skin being on social media and this conversation coming full circle am I that affected by Red Wings fans losing their shit on me no, because I think you have to develop that thick skin. And I feel like I have over 12 years. You know, I started in this industry in, in 2011. I'm clearly confident in myself, confident in my portfolio, what I've built in my resume. But you have to have some really, really thick skin because I can't stand the people on social media who won't show their faces, won't show their name, yeah. 
the keyboard words, mm-hmm. those get to me. Because as yeah. I said to some eyes, like I do think everybody's entitled to their opinion, wrong or right, fact or fiction. Give me your opinion. That's what social media is for, right? Always. Social media is, is specifically made to, to yeah. be evil. But put your fucking face on it. I agree. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. All right. Let me see. What Last. kind of notes do I have here? Yes. Okay. Do you want to do it? Yeah. Yeah. For me, guys. Do you want to talk Red Wings yeah. deadline? Yeah. Um, actually, that's a pretty good question. So, all right. POV, <laughs> you're like, Kyle. You're- actually, yeah. We probably should ask you about that stuff. <laughs> POV, you're, you're Kyle Dubas. You're looking at the wings roster you're trying to figure out like okay what could we use to to oh, bolster I'll our chances right now. yeah yeah what do you pick and why no tyler bertuzzi it's not gonna yeah. happen um they pulled his yeah. name it's, off yep. yeah like he's and that's the big question with detroit i know they have cap space i know they're on this epic run i know pittsburgh and washington are absolute dog shit and they probably won't make it like there's <laughs> yeah. opportunity buffalo's been a great story but like, I think Detroit staying the course makes the most sense. Um, obviously, they have a lot to figure out. You know, uh, you know, a buddy, a good friend of mine who's really connected, you know, says that they're making progress with Dylan Larkin, which is amazing great. news. He's been unbelievable since the All-Star game. He's been great this year, contract year. So we'll see if that happens. And then you got Bertuzzi too. But then Bertuzzi's really starting to pick things up. Like he was not good in the first half. I know he's banged up. Yeah. But I think he's been really, really good as of late. So to answer your question... Without question, because Toronto's been after him, I know for a fact, for like a couple of years. They're not going to get him right now, at least, but it's Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah. Well, keep your eyes up, because every year, Iserman trades a player after their birthday, and it just so happens to be Ooh. Tyler Bertuzzi's birthday today. But we wow. do know they're not going to trade him as long as we're in the push. That has been yeah. True. already True. said and stated. But um, yeah. I can't think of a team that can't use Tyler Bertuzzi, though. He's such a versatile player. He can yeah. He's a, in any Mickey lineup. Re- Mickey Redmond calls him a junkyard dog. Junkyard dog. Oh, he's, like like he's just so like he's such a hybrid like throwback player. Like not exactly. he's not Tom he's not Tom Wilson, obviously, but I do think he's like a close close to Tom Wilson. Um I just think almost the way like he a, Yeah. Like the way he like plays a the game. Shanahan type. Like well, greasy. <laughs> well, that I don't know if you should say that because Shanahan was a yeah. really, really greasy guy. He was known for oh, his yeah. obviously his abilities and stuff like that. But he was he had some sandpaper, and I do think you need that element in the playoffs. Mm. I just think a guy like Bertuzzi would be highly sought after if he was available, and that's why you've seen him linked to Detroit, Toronto, because he's that sandpaper type guy who can play on your yeah. first line. He can play heavy. He can stand in front of the net. Like he does so many good things, and I. I think Detroit's starting to see that the last little while. That's why they're winning some games here. I think he's a big part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of yeah. I don't, a lot of factors, but it, yeah. yeah, like you said, he was banged up. He's been out, and um, we've really missed not having him in on our roster. So yeah. we love seeing him back, and hopefully for a little bit longer. Sorry to say, but we like <laughs> so we said, like having him. So you said you were a Leafs or uh, sorry, a bit of a Wings fan growing up. I w- I'm a hockey guy. Like I watch their games a lot. Obviously, close to proximity. I went to school in London, Ontario, which is oh, close nice. to you guys too. So, like, they have a lot Western? of uh, Fanshawe. Oh, it's a college. Uh, there's oh, a college I university. I went to. Yeah, I went to Fanshawe for journalism. Um, so a lot of Red Wings fans there. Like you watch yeah. a lot of games, but I was just generally like a big hockey fan growing up, and I had a couple friends who were like diehard Wings fans, big Stevie Y guys. What would it take for you to hop on the bandwagon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say next to impossible unless I get out of the industry. I think mm. if you cover like it's been 12 years and I covered the NHL, like I still do stuff for the NHL now where it sort of desensitizes you. Like I won't lie. I was a kid, 13, 14. I would literally cry when the Leafs lost in the playoffs. 
now when they lose, it's like, yeah. woohoo, the summer's here. I can go on vacation. Like, it, <laughs> saying, like Leafs fans don't want to hear me say that, but like your, your, your mentality changes when it becomes your full-time occupation. If that makes sense where it's like, I wake up on a daily basis, you know, content creator mind first, what do I got to do? What are the storylines in Leafs nation right now? How do I want to portray it? Who do I want to talk to? Like, that's how my mind works every day, as opposed to like, oh shit, they lost last night. I fucking hate life right now. Like, it doesn't work that way for me anymore. I think, I think your priorities clearly change as you get older. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> still waiting on that one. <laughs> I mean, if, if the Wings make the playoffs and get booted, I'll probably cry. I'm not gonna lie. I'm. I need to put all of my emotions and all of my hopes yeah. onto my hockey team. That's how. That's, that's how, how normal people lives. Yeah. <laughs> I. I just think it's one of those things. Like I was telling my dad the other day. He's like, "Why don't you care anymore?" I'm like, "Dad." For years, that team tormented me. Like in the early 2000s, <laughs> where it's like I'm staying up. I remember I'd have yep. a big bowl of popcorn, have some Pepsi, and just muck at it and go at it and watch the game and and have those crazy games with Ottawa and Buffalo and mm-hmm. like you live and die with every hit. Um, to that right. point, I think the game has changed so much where I don't get into it as much, and I feel like myself becoming old. Like I'm 33. I don't feel old. I don't look old in my opinion. Like I feel good. But I'm so old school where I miss those types of games where there's actually hatred, right? Like now Dude. it's just like we're all buddies. Right. We talk about that all the time about here. The I'm abs, like, the hogs like, for us. I I think hockey is better when there's like those big rivalries, you know, a little more yeah. physicality to mm-hmm. it. Like, and now everybody's all friends and chummy. And yeah, like where's the hatred? Like, where's the beef? We can start some moment. right now. Do you want to start some? Exactly. Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah. Can we start some beef just to make things interesting? Like maybe we just scratch this entire interview and we tweet out yeah, like that. So, like shouting at each other. No, well, no. Let's send it out a tweet and it's like, unfortunately, due to unforeseen circumstances, <laughs> Nick Alberg or Alberga's uh, interview won't be released because it got too messy. Yeah, we got too. Yeah, we'll start now, a few. Yeah, now we're all friends. You know, what I was gonna say like. My favorite parts of being a kid was that rivalry, Detroit and Colorado. Just yeah, incredible. Man. Like Kirk Maltby, Draper. And then that was a cool McCarty. thing about my, like, life is like having, you know, being able to work with some of these people, interview some of these people like after the fact. Like that was not to use this term, but that was war in, in the NHL yeah. world. Like that, yeah. now I go to All-Star Weekend. It's like fucking kumbaya. Every player's <laughs> hanging out. Have a drink. Let's get bottle service. Like it's right. a lot different, you know. It's I saw, melatonin. Yeah, it's it's just a different era of hockey, and that's why I think I respect teams like the Boston Bruins. Like, dare I say that the Boston Bruins, as somebody who covers the Leafs, love Brad Marchand, love Patrice Bergeron, Zdeno Chara. Like, there's just there's just so many like legends out there and gamers. Like, I think accountability is so big, and it's you know even covering the Leafs that the the one thing that pisses me off it gets to the playoffs or it gets to an eager moment or a big time moment and nobody's there to defend the player but that's a mm-hmm. whole different type of conversation but you think back to the wars with like McCarty and and all those guys in Colorado like they hated right. each other and i get social media has changed all this but everybody's friends now it seems we need more beef Thank you for bringing this <laughs> we, out. We there had needs a to be little beef. bit of beef when uh, everyone thought that Zegras told uh, Stecker that his yeah. his dad was watching. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there was and I there was like that, yeah. the Tom yeah. Wilson thing a couple years ago with the Rangers. Like that was we were right there on the cusp of greatness. Yeah, and I'm with you though. We need a little bit of a little bit more spice. And it's, it's just sadly <laughs> it's not headed that direction. Like there's barely any hitting yeah. anymore. There's no fighting. 
Um, social media has just taken over. A lot of these guys know each other from the same programs. Like they hang out in the summer, they train together. Yeah. Like yeah. even like Dylan Larkin, I saw him wheeling around yep. All Star Weekend. Like I bumped into him, bumped into him multiple times. Like he's got a lot of friends. Like on yeah. teams that you know, whether it's the Good Leafs Michigan or other boys. teams, yeah, I, and they all hang out together, right? So they it's do. like I yeah. get it, mm-hmm. but then how do you? So that's what I always ask, like. Jay Rosehill, who is a fighter for the Leafs for a couple of seasons, he's my yeah. co-host on Leafs Morning Take. And I often ask him, I'm like, how did you ever get to that point, even if you knew a guy, to drop the mitts and want to, you know, punch your hand through his face? Like, mm-hmm. it, it just, it's so hard to even imagine how to portray that or tell that to a player in the league now that, yeah, yeah, right. we fought each other, but we went to the bar after, you know? <laughs> I like that though. It's funny. I think yeah. it's funny. Like we had McCarty on our show too. And he would tell yeah. us he, he, he'd have like little side deals with some of the guys if they needed to get their team going. He'll say, Hey, we'll drop the gloves right when they, yeah. right when they drop the puck and then they go yeah. and they're all buddies after. But I no, we're with you on that. We we've been, we're fans of old time hockey and we want a little yeah. bit more violence, but. And I think it'd be good for like viewership too. Like if you ever take a casual fan to a hockey game afterwards, you ask them what they thought of it and they'll go, Oh, I really like the hits. Oh, I really like the fights. Like those are the things that, you know, put the eyes on the screen. Yeah. Not digital exactly. billboard ads. Well, no, it's all about the Michigan. That's all we want to see. And poor Mike Legg. That's my guy, Mike Legg. I had him on my podcast a couple of years ago. He's the one who created the Michigan. Yeah. We're, t- we're calling it the, the Zegra. I don't know. Like it's Mike Legg. It's okay. The Michigan. Get that right. It's, it's the, the mission. Yeah. It's the leg. The leg. Yeah, the leg. <laughs> my leg. Oh, that leg. would be that would be good. You you put the dude from SpongeBob saying my leg, but it's him just doing the Michigan. There you go. You can take you that, go. Nick. You can there have you that go. one. Yeah. You're welcome. Copyright on that, okay? <laughs> we're we're a content machine out here. Um, <laughs> oh, I noticed. Yeah. Well, (laughs) (laughs) the amount of like, like the moment I saw your original tweet, I, so I run the Twitter account. I probably tweet like 90% of the stuff there. Sometimes I'll drop some gems on there, but my, the gears just started turning and I had like so many drafts where I was like doing it with like Austin Matthews, name. Like this is the last game Austin Matthews will ever (laughs) play in a Leafs jersey. Like that would have been good. It's good. You guys let me come on and defend myself because it's like. Sure. I don't know. If you see some random dude again from like Toronto trying to like spit off shit, I get it. Like it throws up alarm mm-hmm. bells, but I can safely say that it came from a very credible, credible source and I'm not standing back from it. There is there is something there. I, I've got confirmation on that. There is something going on. there. We all know that there's something going on, though. Yeah. We just yeah. don't know. What. We don't know what. <laughs> yeah. I kind of don't want to find out at this point. I feel like, you know, it's one of those not your business things. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. The inner drama fiend in me is like, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing um, too, is like, we want more personality in the game, but like to an extent, like some stuff I just, even like when they announce that a player is like in the substance program, like, I don't want to hear that stuff. Like right. imagine yeah. you were guys out there and this is like made Paul. I know it's different. Cause it's like, Oh, where the fuck's the player? He's not playing, but it's like, yeah. would I want this stuff public? But I guess that goes along with, you know, being in the PA and it's agreed upon and all that stuff. But like, it just, exactly. it's a different life. I'm telling you to be in the microscope, like 24 seven, like we're media. Yeah. We have a say and we talk and give our opinions, but it's nothing close to like actually being a player in the league or oh, somebody yeah, Those guys me. don't have nothing. any like personal, yeah. personal life. Yeah. And everybody's like, Oh yeah, well they get paid a lot. So that's what they give up. But and I'm like, ah, yeah. Right. yeah, they're, they're still so human different. beings. You still want privacy. Yeah. Well, I think we have a couple questions left for you, or at sure. least I know that Maddie, you've got one, but before that, do you have any questions for us? 
Uh, not really. Um, I just, <laughs> what am I going to ask you? I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's one of those things <laughs> where I'm, I'm, I'm happy you gave me the, cause I started trolling back. Obviously I'm like, Oh, uh, let me come on your podcast. Some other people. And they're like, no, like, it's like, that's, that's why social media like is hilarious that I got no chance to defend myself. And then yeah. I didn't want to stoop to that level. So I'm not going to subtweet and say, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't need to like, like it, I wouldn't have put out that information if I, 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 you know, I wasn't firm in it, right? Like I asked a couple people, like you don't just throw shit out there without asking a couple people first. So like, no, like it's, it is what it is. You know? See, we like to just throw things out there and then if it <laughs> sticks, then yeah, cool. Then we were right and we're awesome. And <laughs> if right. it's wrong, it was a bit, it was a bit and you fell for it. Ha ha ha. You know, like, it's, it's, it's funny <laughs> you say that. Cause even like, I'm not an insider, but like somehow, some way I was able to get my hands on the Sammy Blay information. So I was like the first to put that out and first to put out the return package in the St. Louis, New York Rangers deal. And the whole time I'm sitting, looking at my screen and like texting the person. I'm like, are you accurate? And they're like 99.9% sure. These are the names. These are the players. This is the deal that's going down. I even had Mikola and I didn't put it out there because I just wasn't confident in it. And it's like, I could only wonder what insiders feel like on a daily basis when they're throwing information out there and and there's a snafu or something like that, or they get uncredible information. Like there's a lot that goes into it. You know, the information come from a player it can come from a GM. It can come from a coach. Like just think about how many personnel are in the game and it is sort of like broken telephone sometimes. So never overlook that aspect where one person says something, it gets up the chain and it's a lot different than actually what it is. But Again, I can tell you with this Verona situation, I did confirm with multiple people who are high up in the game that there is something to it. And we all know, as you guys mentioned, there is something to it. But I just, I want to bring the light, like their their pressure. And again, I'm not an insider, but I can only wonder what they deal with when they put out information, knowing there's still a possibility it could be incorrect. I Stop me if you've ever heard this phrase before. Source? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the best term, right? Like, I don't know how to put it. Like, obviously, you don't reveal, like, who who tells you information. Right. But, like, you also don't put information out unless it's coming from a really, really credible person or credible people or or something substantial, right? I think as somebody who's covered this game for, like, 12 years, not to date myself, but, like, I'm not the type of person just to throw shit out there. Like, oh, this is happening. Like, this trade's happening, right? Like, you, you have to, you have to, like you know, credit it, uh, make sure, you know, validate it and all that stuff. Like there, there's a sort of chain that brings you to sending that tweet out. You know, I'm not, I'm not tweeting blindly, you know? Yeah. But of course, like we don't know you, like we didn't. Yeah. Know yeah. You, no, right? I get it. I get Our it. Our fans didn't know you. So. And you know. from an outsider, it's like, you know, there, there's the perception dude. of like, yeah, there's the perception of like yeah. smug Leafs fan from Toronto, yeah, you know, yeah. like talking down, like thumbing their nose at the wings. Yeah. Like, Toronto elite. It wasn't Mm -hmm. that at all. No, I get it. And again, it's more so like my current role. I just started this job in October and don't get me wrong. I love it, but I get it. Like there is this perception that this guy's Leafs homer guy because every Leafs person is a homer and every fan base is a homer. But again, I really don't have it in my bio, but I've covered the league for like 12 years. I do stuff for the NHL right now in a fantasy hockey podcast. I was at All-Star Weekend. Uh, Still do stuff for like NHL Network Radio. I'm like everywhere, but I like my main focus is the Leafs but I have the background of covering the whole league. So like, again, I can tell you about Pew Suter if I, if I need to, like I can have the conversation about Detroit. It's not like I know nothing about the team, you know? We get that now. Yeah. Nadelkovich, um, great year. Yeah. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Why do you have to come up for us like that? Look, he's trying uh, to keep it chill. Keep it cool. for you, Justin Hole crushing it. What? <laughs> what's the question? Well, that's that. We agree with that. 
Uh, Justin Hole, <laughs> he struggled this year. Um, Justin Hole. Has your faith wavered in Steve Eiserman? Because obviously there's there's this aura around Steve Eiserman. He built Tampa, didn't win with them, but pretty much built that team. Has the stance changed in Wings Nation? I think from an outsider's perspective, a lot of a lot of stances have changed. I think a lot of people are looking at things a lot more critically, like what with Ben Sherratt and all, yeah. uh, yeah. kind of not living up to expectations. Yeah. But I mean, inside contract. when Steve Eiserman first took them, it took the reins here in Detroit. He said the most important thing you guys need to understand is patience. Like we yeah. need to be patient and because this is going to take time. Mm-hmm. And after seeing what he did with Tampa and seeing like people like Cider coming in, like when Cider was first drafted, a lot of people were he's like, so what is yeah. he thinking? Like, you know, this is crazy. And he's turned out to be like a huge win for them. Um, yeah. So. I don't know. For me, it's it's a matter of wait and see. I'm still in the wait and see phase. I think yeah. he's got, you know, if this team was underwhelming over the next couple of years, then I'd be a little more red flaggy. But um, they're building. Yeah, up, I'm yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not terribly worried just yet. Now, yeah. if we get Connor Bedard, that would be a nice little thing. <laughs> that would be a nice little thing. That would be something. For any <laughs> team. Yeah, thing. just just a little thing. No, but to answer your question, um. I have not lost faith in the Iser plan, and I would say that most fans are in the same boat as I am. Like Jake mentioned, it's we know that you have to rebuild. Uh, a, Takes a while. Coming yeah. from the 2019, which we just said before was like the worst year for us in recent history. Yeah, you have to start with what you have and work around that. And yeah. I think with picks like cider that people ridiculed and then later got dummied for makes them more confident in his plan. So I think this season is a really big turning point though. So depending on how things end up finishing in any case, we are improved from last season. So I, I think that's a win for us and no one expected us to be making this push right now. Yeah. I think it's been a good story. I think the push the last like couple weeks and the fact that they've pulled like Bertuzzi off the trade market, Larkin's going nowhere right now. Like it tells you all you need to know. And I'm still curious, like maybe, I, I do think to a degree, I like when, when GMs like, you know, give it to their players and reward them for like a strong run. Like Seattle's another example of that. Like I want to see them yeah. reward them for having this type of season and being sniffing around a playoff spot. So I wouldn't be shocked if they add here. Out of all the teams, just from a pure vibe standpoint, yeah. pure vibes, who has the best vibes and who has the worst vibes? In terms of what? Like direction fan base you know like like player like roster setup um you know all the above well like i mentioned earlier like tampa is the gold standard for me because they just have drafted so amazingly like that's so hard to do and like a lot of their key pieces who got the job done are guys that they brought in homegrown right their big boys hedman kucherov vasilevsky point stamkos like you know sergachev they bring in in that trade for Druen, like another great piece of business I do think that team's the gold standard. I think Carolina's involved in that conversation too because I love Rod Brindamore, what he brings to the table. And, um, you know, they have so much depth on that team. So certainly would put them in the conversation. Um, you know, even in, in the Western Conference, like Colorado, it's taken a while, but finally, like every year they're competitive. Even a team like Winnipeg's been really, really competitive. Like I think it's so hard to be competitive, as you guys know, in Detroit for such a long period of time, especially in this league especially how quickly the games change and, you know, the, the two point games and all that and the OTs and stuff like that. Like it's just a lot different. So I would say those types of teams, I always commend for staying in the conversation year after year after year. That's why I was really impressed with San Jose under 
you know, w- w- what they did for what 20 years and making the playoffs all the time. The Nashville Predators have have won, you know, I've made the playoffs eight straight years. Like, I think there's something about that that's not really spoken about enough. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Um, we in, at 313 Hockey think that the Chicago Blackhawks have the worst vibes. Um, yeah. Not just like in a roster standpoint, but like front office direction. Um, yeah, and they're, they're trying, just, they're, right? Like they're, they're, nasty. they're trying to change the narr- like the narrative. Like, I mean, that's not. It's there's no secret what's what's happened with that team, right? They're they're trying to change the vibe, but it's going to be tough. And then along those lines, like I've really really questioned the the behind the scenes work on the roster. Like Kirby Doc is a hell of a player, but I was at the draft in Montreal. Nobody knew who he was. I'm like, this guy's a stud. Just watch out. Like what an impeccable trade for them. I don't know why they traded the Brinkett. Um, you know, Taves is going to hang along past the deadline. I don't know what happens there. Patrick Kane, I think there could be, you know, something coming down the pike in the next couple of days. You just, there's just been a lot of turnover. And I think the Hawks are going to stink for many, many years and it's going to kill them at the gate. Very similar to like, yeah, exactly. Very similar to like the mid 2000s, right? That's what we like. Emphasis yeah. on mid. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, cool. Um, that's all the questions that I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to let our followers know where we can, where they can find you? Sure. Uh, at the Golden Muzzy on on Twitter and Instagram. I'm the host of of, of the NHL Fantasy on Ice podcast alongside Pete Jensen. You can find that wherever podcasts are available to you. And of course, uh, daily 11 to 11:30 a.m. Eastern Time, I host Leafs Morning Take alongside uh, former Leaf Jay Rosehill. It's pretty much the ins and outs of the Leafs and covering that team. And we look forward to the stretch drive here at the Stanley Cup playoffs. All right. One last thing before you go. Hottest take about how the rest of the season is going to go. Ooh, hottest take. <laughs> trying to think. Well, I think McDavid gets a 60 goals. Is that a hot take? He needs 16 no. and 23. That's, that's pretty cold. Uh, that's uh, not um, hot, though. That's like a little bit warm. Okay, I guess my hottest take, funny enough, will be the Calgary Flames make the playoffs and they go substantially hmm. far in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like People ask me all the time because I do a lot of betting stuff. Mm-hmm. Who has the most value? I still feel it's Calgary. I know it's interesting. It's a recency bias. I know they've struggled, but that team is equipped and built for the Stanley Cup playoffs. They just need to get there. And I do think there's a pathway there in the Western Conference in general, outside of Colorado, but they're really, really banged up. McCarr's got concussion issues. Um, you know, not to say how bad do they want it, but they won it last year. Like I think there's opportunity in that Western Conference. So that's the hottest of the hot takes I can give you right now. That's a spicy one. It's a little spicy. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, cool, Nick. Thank you again. <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks, Nick. And now, after the interview, here we are. <laughs> For the record. Wow, what a great interview, huh? Jake just said, wow, what a great interview. <laughs> before we had the interview, so that's just going to get reinserted. Hopefully it goes well. <laughs> or it went well. <laughs> I loved his accent. Yeah, I really liked the part where he started talking about, like, you know, nuking half of the NHL. Yeah. He, like... Like, my favorite part is where he said, Can like, the Blackhawks are fucked, you know? Like, right, I, I don't right. know. What else did he say? It was really cool. Yeah. So, we should probably talk about our favorite player in the world, as we always do. I feel do. like you can't, you can't call that anymore, because now he's on a heater. I mean, always. Always. We love him. We have, we've always loved him. And, and if you think we've ever been critical or we hate on him, it's because... Like any other Midwestern person, yeah. we motivate through tough love. I mean, that's look, just how you have to do it. He's turned his season since he's been back around. I think he looks really good. It's like 
when we have discourse about Zadina, it's not just to be mean, despite what some of our haters think. Some of our haters think we actually do not like him. But uh, as he is on our favorite team, I would like him to be successful, whether that is to the Wings' benefit or the benefit of Steve Eiserman through a trade. And I think he's been playing really good hockey lately, and a lot of parts of his game that we criticized, I mean, never criticized. Right, if if we... Yeah, no, if we did, it, it was a bit. We, it was we a were, bit, except it, it was really funny. real ha, 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 ha. to motivate him. <laughs> Look, if it upsets you, if you ever disagree with us and you don't like what we say, just know that it's a bit, or think it's a bit. And then you'll never have to worry about it. But if you agree with what we say and what we say winds up being correct, we are based and the best podcast in hockey. Possibly all media. All right. All right. I took it too far. All I'm saying is (laughs) I will call. What's the what's the saying? Call a sheep a sheep, a spade a spade. No, that's not even what I mean. But what I'm saying is I'm just going to talk about their performance based on what I see. So if I was critical of Zadina in the past or not, fine. But now he's playing different. So now I can change my opinion and that's how it fucking works. <laughs> Andre 3000 of Outcast once oh, said, you're only as funky a, as your last cut. So. All right, cool. That's yeah. So good. Yeah, we can. Great song. I want to say, oh, I, I think that's Rosa Parks. That's like I think that's the name of the song. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a Rosa Parks quote. You yeah, Rosa Parks was. is really into being funky, dude. Honestly, Jake. yeah. Do you know the Mike Illich story about her? Not only, not we only talked have about we this, talked about this. I swear it, to God. But besides our like other interactions, I think on the show we have you have brought it up three times. Go ahead and tell. Well, go ahead and tell I everyone the need, Rosa Parks. The people story. need to know, you know, and we have millions every day. We have day. millions of new fans every. All week. right, for our new fans, so you, we need you know, to people let have been, them know. For those, for those of lo- those longtime listeners who have been with us for years, our podcast was made last June. We respect and thank you for your patronage. But as Jake mentioned, we have so many new listeners every single day that it might be worth it to repeat the Rosa Parks story. We need to indoctrinate some new people here and there. Surely you understand that Mike Illich secretly paid for Rosa Parks' rent it for was a while like when she moved to Detroit. So that's pretty cool. Holy shit. Why didn't that, I just want to know why he didn't just buy her a house, you know? Maybe she wanted to stay in an Damn. apartment. I don't know. What do I know? You're right. Anyway, back to anyway. Verona <laughs> 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 and Zadina. Speaking of damn, yeah, they. Let's talk about That's, how they keep coming in and out of the Every time that there's a new lineup posted or like before the game against the Rangers and probably by the time this comes out, um, just you don't know what the roster move is going to be. Like I could have not guessed that Berggren was – okay, first of all, there was a huge kerfuffle because Verona's name came off the roster, so everybody started shitting their pants. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that first. I have an announcement I would like to make for the entire psychotic fan base. We are not the Leafs. We do not need to speculate and panic about every single thing that we see. What we need to do is wait until you see an official announcement from an organization, (laughs) from the organization, or Ryan Hanna. (laughs) And if either of them say anything... 
take it as it is. Do not speculate. But it's so funny. Because then that's how we wind up with number one number one Leafs fan, or sorry, number one Jacob Verona fan saying that uh, this is his last <laughs> game in Detroit. Like He's never gonna wear the winged <laughs> wheel again. Like Oh God. <laughs> they both been playing well though for what it sounds it's like. Worth. Yeah, like like I know. I I haven't caught much of Verana. Um, I didn't th- really see much of him like last game. Um, at the time of recording, the last game was against the Rangers. Um, but he did have a cool defensive play there. That was that was pretty nice. And a must win. Basically, at this point in the season, every single game is a must watch. Oh, definitely. I start, and usually like, at this point, I'd like mentally checked out. You know, at this like point, okay, I start to, uh, another team think season. about what team I want to win the cup if I can't cheer for the Wings. Yeah. At this point, I start like reading up on the draft rankings, like seeing who we would pick. Well, the good, like, the good oh, news is for us, Jake, we're going to get Connor good? Bedard, so you don't even need to look at the prospects. That's the best part is we're in a very like my I think yeah. when we first recorded and we were talking about season expectations, I was like the best case scenario we can have is mm. we either make the playoffs or narrowly miss did it. You say that, and then draft Bedard. Was I on there? And was I on the show? did yes i don't remember what episode yeah yeah hell yeah you were yeah you said something about like big steps from cider and raymond and some other things and what do you know and raymond's getting big memes Uh, from cider i saw a nerd stat where there's some sort of expected goal i don't really know how expected goals work uh but our good friend right that's what i want to know like i'm that's like mickey redmond um sorry expected goals against so yeah. i think it has to do with defensive impact but according to our best friend brian fisher shout out to brian we love you uh, and locked on red wings the wallman cider pairing is the best pairing in the nhl at suffocating and that's goals. why we love stats mm-hmm. we love stats when it backs you up it, and it looks amazing too i'm looking at this little graph right now it's a 59.8 percent expected goals percentage that's that's good right i don't know that's jake yeah what do stats and helberg have in common what they back you up well when you need it (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's really good (laughs) that's a real knee slapper that's like i love that old man first a man (laughs) that i went on a date with said he i reminded him of his grandpa Now I have old man humor. Oh my god. Just need some big old fat dangly gross old balls to match. (laughs) Um, what's your favorite accent? Let's say like like accent for a significant other. If you could pick a significant other's accent. You're gonna get it right. I'm gonna tell you exactly which one I think you're gonna pick. No. It's I mean, you're, be not, Windsor, isn't it? you're not far off because oh. Windsor Canadian accents aren't as strong as like a pure like, oh, my Alberta, God, Saskatoon yeah. boy. Give me some of that. <laughs> if they sound like Shorzy. Oh, yes. Oh, some my Thunder God. Bay, Ontario. Thunder Bay. Give like. me some Sudbury. Are you shitting me? Oh, God. Um, oh, what's the one? Scarborough. Scarborough. Mm hmm. I'm, I'm naming off all oh. of the like OHL well, team names. I know. That Kamloops accent. Kamloops is out in BC. <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah, but you're right though. What's your? I feel like you'd like a French. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> French or Irish? Irish women, I think, have very beautiful voices. Um, a lot of guys say that. They 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 just do it. I think it's the ancestral DNA. 
where oh. I'm like, my Irish side is like, oh, hello there. <laughs> I don't share that with you. Mm. I, but not romantic, but just in my favorite accent, but mm-hmm. like not in a sexy way is um, Nigerian. Mm. I love That's a very that cool accent. accent. It's yeah. a very cool. It, it, everything, every Nigerian person I knew in college had the most poetic way of saying anything. Oh, yeah. Like, I would say like, oh yeah, we're gonna finish these uh, these drinks, and the guy would be like, they will not see the dawn of the next day. <laughs> I'm like, wow! <laughs> I gotta start. Like, holy shit, like that's that. awesome. Um, yeah. Okay, what do you think is the least intimidating accent in the world? The least, least intimidating. Int- oh, Jack. I'll tell you. I see. I was thinking New Zealand. Like, get on uh, the ground. Get the fuck over there. What are I you think, gonna do about it? <laughs> I think it's funny when like there's like gangster like british people i think that is the funniest thing like if i were in the uk and some fucking guy came at me give me all your pounds mate i'd just laugh in his face yeah give me your money these are are the worst english accents of all time but if that actually were to transpire i think i would laugh yeah i i like you can't take you can't take a british accent seriously in a mugging i live in detroit (laughs) <laughs> oh i love give me your money it's <laughs> so bad it's like australians too like australian they'd be like oi oi give me your money cunt <laughs> yeah <laughs> you but i feel like australian accent is a little bit more intimidating than yeah like what are they gonna do hit you with a boomerang no they're not gonna do shit <laughs> okay have you so. ever seen a boomerang in real life yes really yeah. is that like a standard everyday household item I mean, maybe in Australia, like, you know, where, where, did where you Americans, see a boomerang? Uh, I was a gamer kid and I really liked Zelda. And one of the weapons you can get is a boomerang. So I asked for a boomerang for oh, Christmas one year. That's and I got how? One. Mm-hmm. That doesn't count. I guess I, it does. I, it counts. Just got a dude walking around holstering his well, boomerang. Well, that's why like, I asked. Like, well, that's what I want to know is, is in Australia, is open carry, like, they walk around <laughs> with the boomerangs in their pockets? So you're, like, are boom, are boomerangs, like, definitely Australian? Back, bruv. I'm armed. Yeah, oh. they are. What is that accent? Why are you from that's Boston? No, that's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's a Boston accent, dude. That's my Sauce Erickson accent. Oh, God, not our boy Sauce. How's Sauce been playing recently? I haven't been able to. Sauce. He has 69 penalty minutes the other night. <laughs> How else does I, hockey look? games are only seventy or only sixty minutes long. I don't know how he did it. He's built different. He got a game misconduct, but like four of them. But he kept coming back. He kept coming he back. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when Larkin gets gets kicked off for nothing. They just bring Sauce Erickson in. Holy shit, we got to talk about that too. Oh, you want to talk about hockey now? Let's talk about the wings. Larkin got fined. Was it cross-checking or was yep. it boarding? It was yeah, cross-checking. But what blew my mind, and what I'm sure blew the minds of every single person who's ever watched a game of hockey in their lives, is that in the Rangers game, literally one game after the fine, one game, the exact same hit happens. But Ryan Lindgren hit, I want is it Michael Rasmussen? Yeah, yep. he hit Michael Rasmussen, exact same hit, two-minute minor, yep. no fine. No player safety hearing. Nothing. Did you see the pictures that people like people were taking pictures of all the different like ways that Larkin or other wings have been like cross checked or whatever and just literally not even a penalty versus like what Larkin got a game misconduct for. 
Yeah, it's it's obscene. And I mean, like the game before Larkin got fined, I think somebody from Calgary hit him in the neck yep. and didn't get a penalty. Yep. Like the blash drill. On oh, that guy Twitter. is so funny. He's fun. He he gets so angry at like ra- the inconsistency of refing. Oh, and know. he's the one person who's like keeping the record of everything. Like, I just don't understand how George Peros, I, who I Legend. almost got confused with George Soros for some reason. Um <laughs> I read a tweet earlier this week. It was like, it was like they heard that um, Vin Diesel was coming back in a movie, and he, they were like, "I thought he was dead," and then he realized that I thought was thinking of Van Gogh. <gasps> Vincent of Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh my god! Did you go to the Vin Diesel exhibit when it was in Detroit? Oh, it's so beautiful. My god. Okay, wait. Yeah, George. Yeah, I mean, it is so inconsistent. I don't know how they make these determinations but i also like well i I can tell you right now exactly how they do it oh does the team have a wheel logo on their jersey no it's okay does the team have a wheel logo on their jersey yes oh penalty all right can i ask you a question though because i have been reading a lot of tweets from our fans um Mm -hmm. by our fans i mean the red wings not this show um saying like there's a conspiracy theory against Detroit and all of this shit. I'm like, if you're an NHL official, right? How is every single one what do you think is going do you think they're having a meeting and telling all the refs just like you you yeah. do? You do. I think they I think they all stand aside and they go, all right, I wish team are we fucking over first. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well we had to watch Detroit win for mm-hmm. decades, so let's fuck this team over. You think do you, okay, real talk. Do you no. Because I don't think that's happening. I know this a bit, but well, how the fuck could there be a conspiracy against us? I think, and if anything, it wouldn't be against them. It would be against like when you know, like a smaller market team. Like if anything, they would want to make like the poor teams like fucked over. Because like when a when a no. successful team like Detroit is winning, that means more money. You know, like big picture. Mm. Like I just don't understand like why people are saying that. Th- I mean, no, I understand why people are saying it, but I, I, I tried to think of it in a logical way, which was maybe my fault because how the fuck could there be? Like, I just was trying to think of all the different steps and things that would have need to take place for that to actually be executed. It's because we grew up Lions fans and we're used to like mm. actually seeing refs like in a conspiracy theory against us. I, okay, like, same thing though. Like that you. I believe the NFL was rigged the moment I saw like the flag picked up on that Cowboys game in the playoffs. I think the NFL is rigged too, but I don't think that there's a conspiracy against the Lions. No, no, no. I think that the Lions are like um, the fall guy, you know? Mm, like, yeah. They like, take the brunt. Yeah. Like, you know, they need to have like their heroic stories of like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is doing this. And like, uh, let's just use the Lions. Like, they lose all the time. So it's just a normal thing. Mm. So, like, well. Yeah, that's not that's not the case then for for Detroit. And now they're yeah with with the wings and like with the refs. My theory is that they all go to Gary Bettman's evil castle in Transylvania, where like you know anytime there's like a there's like a photo of it happening, there's like a lightning bolt in the background. There's bats flying out, and you hear like an organ like na 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 na, and you go in, and there's like Gary Bettman at the end of the table with his <laughs> finger sitting in like a like a relaxed pose with his hands up. Um, and at the either ends of the table, you have like Satan, um, Dracula, the Raft, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, and they're like, "Yes, how can we fuck over the Detroit fan base again?" I think people do think that that's going on. 
I also I like that he has a Darth Sidious voice. Yeah, <laughs> that's how he actually sounds. I also think that Gary Bettman is like a robot that they have to like update with like a new mm-hmm. patch every year, and they accidentally installed like a bug about Arizona, and just it just they keep it keeps bringing up Arizona. I think if he were a robot, that he'd do a lot better job. Do you remember when he came up for the draft and it was like your commissioner Gary Bettman, and then you just hear at the draft. Boo! Every single t- every <laughs> single time he takes a stage, every draft, every cup winning, where then he's there, he's gonna get booed. Mm-hmm. It's Which, not just one. You draft. never hear that with like Adam Silver in the NBA, though. Yeah, because he's not as hated as Batman. Yeah, I think he's kind of beloved almost. Did you see their like the NBA? Oh, I should have said this in the Detroit Sports Update. Did you see the like tech they're using for the NBA next season? The tech they are using this like it's almost like a like a. Um, augmented reality where they scan your face and your body and you can replace yourself like any player on the screen with yourself that's pretty funny (laughs) (laughs) oh my god could you imagine like i am mo cider that would be be literally so funny and you could be like in any outfit too you know you'd be in like pjs like fucking like (laughs) yeah holy fuck it would make an entire like point of that an entire like highlight video of just me in like sh- like like jean shorts and like a denim vest like deking out like everybody on Dotsuk's highlights if you're going to be doing that at least call it by its proper name jorts jorts you're correct i should have known better okay canadian tuxedo but you're deking everyone that'd be great wouldn't that you have like a big cowboy hat that's how i see myself in my dreams that's that's like your astral projection <laughs> that would be so fun and cool. I wish that was part of my personal brand. You think you should just get one of those big hats? You know what we should do next year? At the draft party, we should go as like, you know that Justin Timberlake Britney Spears thing where they were in like the full denim costumes? <laughs> Why would we wear it there? No, we should like Met Gala this shit, you know, like just show up and show out for literally no reason at like a draft party or like the playoffs. If they make it in the playoffs, Game one. Oh my god. Game one. No way, dude. I've been already dreaming about an outfit that I'm going to wear at a playoff game at the LCA. You're going into the first playoff game in the LCA. What are you wearing? Oh, a jersey. Oh, wow. I don't always wear a jersey. I wear, like, last night when I went to the game, I just had, um, like, a shirt on and a jacket. Oh, no, I did wear it. (laughs) All right, scratch that. I wore a jersey last night, but I usually don't. <laughs> I yeah. probably wear my Zatterberg jersey. I don't know. I'm going to wear a hockey jersey at a hockey <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. I have so much Wings memorabilia that, like, I have tons of sweatshirts. I wear those. You know, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to choose. Tux- and if it's warm, if it's April, I have this Wings tank top that looks really cool. Like uh huh. Sir. Yeah, per bitch. That's right. <laughs> I'm gonna- what are you going to wear when we make the playoffs? Tuxedo t shirt. No, you're Easy. not. You're so full of shit. You're <laughs> really into like, You know those like 2010s like swag era outfits? <laughs> Wait, can you have those shutter shades then? Shut- you know what shades. I, mean? I want to snap back, but instead of it being the bulls, it'll be the wings. And I'll be like... Yeah, but it has to be flat brim. Mm-hmm, flat brim. It's got to be like the douchey... The slides, but they're red wing slides. Maybe like uh, like a Drake t-shirt. That's oh, like no. a little too long. <laughs> oh, God. No, how about... um? I'm so random. Oh, oh God. Or haters motivate me. <laughs> oh, can we make a t-shirt that says haters motivate me? And haters it's just like a motivator. picture of... <laughs> I heart haters, but it's three on three. Wait, hockey. 
Oh, that's good. I was going to say, like, maybe we put Zadina's face on it or something. Oh, oh, that'd be good, too. I don't know. Are we allowed to do that? I don't know. We need to listen to the legality of it. What if somebody drew his face? Is he? art. Is he? Or whoever. Actually, Jack, if you're listening to this. Oh, Jack will definitely be listening. We love Jack. We love Jack. Jack, if you're listening. Jack is a very talented artist. Incredibly Um, talented. Their Twitter is 91 Minute Major. Yeah, everybody, if you want to go follow a really talented artist who also is a big Wings fan and from Mm -hmm. Windsor. They're Canadian. Yes, they're from Windsor. Yeah. Give them a follow. All right. But like a weird part of Windsor, not actually Windsor, like like the weirder part. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Like uh, one of those like to come see adjacent. I don't remember. I don't know. Dick about Canada. Besides oh. the fact that I could move there if I want to. I know about Canadian dick. I bet you do. <laughs> did you just slurp? For the record, Jake slurped, not me. I actually did this. I went and I put my beard on it by accident. I was trying to uh, leave. It sounded like a slurp. <laughs> yeah, no, you. Um, <laughs> Jake, when he sees a Canadian. Let's do a little recap, shall we? Of, of what? The games that we watched. The games that happened this last week. Because there uh. were there were many. They were good, though. You're welcome, world, for getting dumped. <laughs> Keep it rolling, Jake. You cannot get back together. Yeah, no, I'm... This is... That is... That ship we has sailed. Are never, ever... Mm, are you playing I'm gonna, See, I'm not gonna go, like, Taylor Swift era breakup. I'm gonna go, like, future. Like... What did you say you were in your new era of Meek Mill? Chief Keef. I was a little bit of Chief Keef. To me, Chief whatever, Chief Queef and Meek Mill are the same. They are so different, it's not even funny. I don't listen to either of them. I like rap, but I don't listen to either of them. Sad. Missing out. That's okay. I can go listen to um, other things, too. But anyway, the game with the caps? Cap. <laughs> no cap, dude. No kizzle. That team is fucking nothing without Ovi. They I just think they had a bad night. Well, they had such a bad but night. They also gave up. Yeah, they had such a bad night that they traded two of their best players to Boston. Yeah, that's what they gave up. Who is already so good. So yeah, they're good. like, the season is done. The Red Wings beat us. And we have nothing else to look forward to. So here you go. Yeah. So they traded away Dimitri Orlov and Garnet Hathaway, who are yep. one of the best two-way forwards in the NHL and one of the best fourth liners. So great job. Great job, uh, Detroit. You broke one of your competitions, one of your competitors. Fun fact, Jacob Verana and Anthony Mantha post-trade have the same amount of goals since I the saw day. that. Mantha has, played, Verana, yeah. Mantha has played four times the games that Verana yep. has. So yep. and Rana also has a higher shot percentage. Mid? I think I think uh Mantha had like a 10% and Rana had 30 or no, I might 20 like something 25. probably. Yeah. What was he cooking? Rana was cooking some goulash. <laughs> Ooh, I want some goulash. There's I would love some goulash. If you ever visit before I move out of Pittsburgh, there is a Hungarian restaurant that's around here that is so good. So I good. I want some goulash. Um, but anyway, yeah. So but it's, he's Czech. Yeah, I know, but they're like neighbors. They're pals. I lived in Prague for a while. I can say that. 
<laughs> totally. No, but anyway, I yeah, I saw that stat come up the other night. I'm like, okay, I feel pretty good about that Mantha trade. Um, and it was cool that Verona also returned against the Caps because that was his old team too. So they had a nice little video tribute and he got all, he was so happy. It was really cute. Like both of the teams were cheering, like his old coaches were cheering and yeah, he seems super, super excited and happy for that game. And that's so wholesome. It was wholesome. It was, it really was. Even if he doesn't like stay around Detroit, I I hope he lands on his feet somewhere. Cause like he became a fan favorite pretty quick here. Yeah, I mean, what's there not to like? I mean, I think there are at least nine women I know are that are like, in love with him. Yeah, which I don't personally understand, but he looks like my buddy Stefan. So every time I see him, I'm <laughs> he like, does look like <laughs> Stefan. <laughs> Stefan, if you're listening, your mom thinks you should date me. Um, anybody who likes Jacob Verana, if you're listening and you can't date Verana, there's a backup in my friend Stefan. Um, he's pretty handsome and he's smart, so that's cool. Anyway. The Rangers game was after that, and that was the one game I was like actually a little bit worried about because of how good that roster looks. I mean, they got Tarasenko, they've got Adam Fox, who's probably going to win the Norris. Like Eagle oh, Shesterkin, yeah, I think he's he's Shesterkin. yeah, they're just a great roster from top to bottom. Um, and I mean, they're they're set in the playoffs. They're <laughs> and they, they're good. They got dicked around by the wings. <laughs> I know they did. <laughs> was so great to be back at the LCA last night. Um, if I felt like I haven't been there in so long. And for me, that's like at least a month. That um, like, Visually, those red homes with the Rangers. Oh, walkets. my God. It was sexy. That was a great game. Um, I was really happy to be there. And it was so... It felt like a playoff game in the arena, too. People... Yeah, the energy was insane. Everybody was like really getting into it. Uh, the cheers and the chants. And um, I think the LCA is ready for a playoff game. The energy in the LCA this year has been so nice. Like, yeah, I went to a game a couple months ago when the Preds were in town and it was like the barn was rocking. Oh, it's rocking. I couldn't but believe it. I'm like, fucking okay, rocking. town is back. Back. Hockey Town never left, bitch. Right. I'm, I'm just, I'm just so excited. The vibes are immaculate right now. Do you the have, vibes are so nice. Do you remember, it's like, kind of weird a month ago when we were like, oh, the vibes are terrible. Like, yeah. you know, and now it seems like that's a thing of the past. It's so, it's such a roller coaster, and it honestly reminds me very much of how I felt watching like the end of the Lion season. So the Lions, as we have fucking talked about to an extent, they started their season one and six. Then they came back and made a great push. Unfortunately, though, didn't make the playoffs. It wasn't in their control. They won their last game. um, But due to other factors, they didn't make it in. And the Wings do control their old fate. So that's the difference. But just being on that roller coaster of starting poorly not having any expectations or hope and then as you get to the end of the season there is some hope and there is a push and suddenly we look like a playoff team so let me do my like best lebron impression like oh god oh i've always known the wings were a playoff team yeah i was saying before the season started this team this is a playoff team Mm -hmm. that's that's my lebron yeah thank you he that yeah i always noticed that he has the correct opinion long after the fact like in hindsight oh, yeah in hindsight he's, he always says he had the correct opinion 
he's like Hitler was kind of a bad guy. I never really trusted that guy, you know. He'd say some things, and I said, "Whoa, hold on, we shouldn't be listening to this guy." Did you know LeBron's from Ohio? Yes, he's from I don't know where in Ohio though, like a small. Oh, town. I know. Hold on, Akron. Akron. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that. Did you know that Michael Jackson's from Gary, Indiana? I did not, but that makes a lot of sense. I see, and that doesn't make any sense to me because I think that Michael Jackson had an angelic voice, and with all the pollution that goes on in Gary every day, I'm surprised he didn't sound like Janis Joplin by the time he was like 18. Oh, you know, I can't really praise Michael anymore. No, me neither. But I, you know, at the time, and uh, Freddie Gibbs, rapper, is also from Gary, Indiana. He's got some bangers. Gary, Indiana is cursed. Um, whenever you drive to Chicago, do you have to go through Gary? Yes. Oh, it's, it's so cursed. bad. It's such a. It's cursed. It's cursed. It's terrible. Also, something I found out recently and might be helpful information for some of our listeners, not me, but for anyone else out there. Uh, if you get if you get pulled over in Indiana and you have any pot on you, like you can go to prison. Yeah, and they will. Like di- even, I think like less than an ounce, you can go to prison. Do they have? Is weed legal in Illinois? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, like, they probably, like, wait to try to find people and pull them over. Like, entrapment. That's fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. But it's also insane to me that, like, it's our neighbor state and every single billboard in, in Michigan, if if you're, like, in a normal area, is like, there's a dispensary, your next right, or you just puff, puff past us. And it's like, they're, mm-hmm. there's dispo billboards left and right everywhere then you get to indiana and it's like you fucking criminal you better get that yeah exactly it's crazy get on the ground (laughs) (laughs) and it's literally like a five milligram gummy yeah i had a friend who um actually I, i won't name his name but he got arrested in college um he had a bunch of edibles in his car and he ate he had to eat all of them before the cop pulled him over and he for one had like slipped through the cracks of like his seat and that's how he got dinged so he had what to, a fuck oh I, he's like i had to spend the night in jail he's like but i was and really just stoned out of your mind <laughs> i was like oh, talking to him afterwards i'm like did it feel good he's like well no i was in jail and i'm like yeah but you were hot he's like yeah i was kind of awesome he's like but i was really hungry that's crazy. <laughs> I would have been. So, oh my god! If I partook, you know. Mm-hmm. Did you see Casperi oh. Kapanen is on waivers? Casperi means treasure in Italian. Oh well, he's not. I, no, apparently I the Penguins didn't think he was much of a treasure because. Ooh, ooh another sick burn. One thing I've been doing now that we're in this crunch period is just like watching the games for the people that we're in competition with for these points. Mm-hmm. So every team that they're playing, like. Edmonton blew out the Penguins. Seven to two. Also, seven to two. And then the Penguins get home to just be to boo their team <laughs> and their star. Like, fuck you guys. For, you t- I, I, so for I what? moved to Pittsburgh at the end of 2021. And I have gone to probably, I don't know, eight or nine Pens games at this point. And that fan base is among one of the stupidest fan bases I've ever met in my life. And I've been to. Like that, and, and I'm not even like trying to sound biased because I've been to games in like Philly. I've been to games in Columbus. Right. You know, I went just went to one in North Carolina, and like out out of all of the arenas I've been to, like these fans are some of the most like entitled I've ever met in my life. Um, I mean, when you're in the neutral out. zone, they're going shoot the puck, shoot the puck. 
uh, when they're like, you know, defending, like anytime one shot goes in, there's this old lady who sat by me and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? She's like freaking out, like meltdown mode. I would fight. And I'm like, dog, like you have seen three cup wins in your lifetime. And you're like having a meltdown over a like kind of not good game. Recent, like in the last, what, five, six years like that. You've seen one. I don't understand how you can be like so. I don't know. I've never been at the point when I was a Wings fan where I've like booed, you know, or like thrown my jersey. Our own players? Fuck no. Like, but I don't think we've ever had reason to. But even then, like the nineteen twenty season, that was a bad season. That was the worst season (laughs) I've ever seen in my life. But it literally, I think. If we're counting like the last fifty years, I think was the la- the worst season. Um, I've never gotten to the point where I've like booed the team or like thrown my jersey no. on the ice. Like, if you throw your jersey on the ice, first off, you're a fucking idiot because you're dropping two hundred bucks on a jersey right. and then tossing it on the ice. Second, like, if you're like that much of an adult baby where you're throwing a temper tantrum and you gotta like, I'm gonna throw my jersey on the ice to send a message. Like, there are better ways to send a message. Okay, so how would you send a message? Um, it's a good question. There's many ways I would send them. I'd take a dump on the front, like, you know, at, in the front of the LCA if I had to. Really? Probably not. Probably that would never, ever be, like, known to management and just some sore, sad fuck would clean up your human-sized <sighs> Okay, fine. I would do it outside of, like, because in this alternate universe, Ken Holland is still GM. I would do this outside why? of Ken Holland's office. Because that's the only reason oh. why, you know, there'd, I'd have to be at a certain point of, like, being so done with the fan base. You know, there'd have to be, like, like that Blackhawks right. level situation where I would need to, like, you know, and I would also have to eat a lot of Coney Island in order to like feel like I got a dump, you know, it would happen sooner than you would like at that point. Like if we just if we just were slamming Coney dogs, like let's say I gave you 10 Coney dogs, <sighs> we'd have a quick operation. I think I'd be able to finish eating 10 by the time I'd have to. It, it'd be I'd over. I'd force it down your guzzle. That's torture. What? Wait, what's more torturous? Would you rather eat 10 Coney dogs or wear a Blackhawks jersey for an hour? You're in public, by the way. Where in public? Um, downtown Detroit. Where are the Coney dogs from? Uh, dealer's choice. Oh, do I have a time limit, or can I? Just- you got to finish them in. I don't know, like an hour. Coney dog. Hour seems fair. Yeah, and yeah. then you got to walk around downtown. Oh, I have to walk around after. <laughs> Afterwards. Yeah. You didn't mention that earlier. <laughs> what am what is what activity can I do in the Blackhawk sweatshirt? Um you gotta go ice skating at Campus Marshes. No, I'm taking the Coney dogs. But he's gonna take a stick off and try to stab you. <laughs> I would be seen too. Mm-hmm. Imagine like somebody would think that I'm having like a nervous breakdown. If you ever see either of us in a Blackhawks jersey, just know that Call the feds help. I do need serious help. I'm not putting on a Blackhawks jersey. <laughs> At the point where you need, where you're wearing a Blackhawks jersey, which tells me that you're okay for now. I mean, I still have our team on for now. They're literally tattooed onto my body. Like I can't legally. Take it away. You can't. <laughs>